the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous new year. Um, what a blessing that we are already in 2019. And um, it seemed like the 2018 year just uh, went by real fast. But, uh, you know, uh, the beauty about all of this is like we are one more year closer uh, to our Lord, um, closer in terms of his return or closer in us being with him. Any way you look at it, if you are a believer in Christ, what a joy it is that um, that distance between us is uh, shrinking uh, by the day. So with that in mind, of course, it is our duty to always remind our Muslim friends whom we are here to serve that time is not, a, you know, is not, you know, it's not too late, I should say, but time is running out uh, if we do not make a decision, a final decision, an eternal decision to follow Christ as Lord and Savior. And this is my invitation to all of you. And if you're not even a Muslim, but you still don't believe in Christ, or if you think you are a Christian, but don't understand what does it mean to follow Christ to be born again, this is also my opportunity to share with you that Christ alone is the way to heaven. He is the Savior of the world. He is the one that uh, by faith, uh, by grace, by faith in him, uh, that we are saved. And uh, it's not by our works. It's not by being a good person. It's not the idea that uh, we can control our destiny. It's not like you know, God is going to look at some of my good deeds and possibly overlook my bad deeds. It doesn't work that way. In the eyes of God, we are all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God, which means we are not headed in the right direction. That's why Jesus rightly says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you follow the way, then you're following the truth and you're finding the correct path, basically. And as a result of this, you will receive eternal life. And that's what the scripture teaches. So this is my invitation to you. Now, with that in mind, um, uh, in, in, uh, you know, towards the end of uh, last year, 2018, I gave you updates uh, on uh, some of the works that we've been doing video-wise and uh, in the media side of things. And also, I've been doing a number of updates from uh, my Facebook. But you notice probably in the last maybe, um, let's say, six to eight weeks, there is a theme that I've been hammering out. And that's the theme of exposing this idea of the doctrine of Tawheed. Now, what do we mean by Tawheed? From a Muslim standpoint, notice not, not actually what Tawheed means, but from a Muslim standpoint, if you mention the word Tawheed in their mind, Tawheed or the doctrine of Tawheed means the belief in 
one God who is an absolute one. There is an absolute oneness. Who is this God? Obviously, he is the God of Islam, whose name is Allah. And here is the irony of all ironies. Muslims, just like you know other uh, groups, end up attacking the Trinity at different levels with the claim that the doctrine of Trinity means that they believe in three gods. Some will tell you, yes, I heard you say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Quran actually identified him as Father, Mother, and Son, including Mary in the Holy Trinity. But nevertheless, the idea is one of the objections to the Trinity in the Muslim mind is that we, as believers in Christ, we worship three gods. But here's another irony that is even probably the first line of attack is they will point out to you that the very word Trinity actually doesn't exist in the Bible as if the lack of the term itself in the Bible somehow negates the validity of the doctrine itself and negates the authority of the scripture that revealed it to us because according to the scripture in the Bible, we believe in one God who revealed himself in three distinct persons who are co-equal, co-eternal, uh, sharing all of the omni-prerogatives, omni-attributes of God. And yes, in office, they may appear to you as if they have you know, subordinate roles, uh, some below the other, but they are all, in the essence, divine, okay? And that's what the Bible teaches. This isn't just something that that I came up with. This isn't something that somebody invented. So we need to keep in mind that according to the scripture, that's what we believe in. So this is extremely important, of course, to point out because our Muslim friends basically will always come up with these ideas that, that look, the Trinity, which I came to know, like they, they will share testimonies. And, and here is, for instance, I want to point to you uh, not only to my own Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira, alfadi.sira or the ministry page the alfadi uh, and also to our videos on this series that we have just started it myself uh, alone sometimes and with sam shamon um, recently that will be released uh, in 2019 you can go and watch those on our youtube channel sira international sira international and see uh, sira is with a c as in charlie um, you know, Sam has his own blog that you can also go and read uh, uh, in that blog as well. It's called Answering Islam Blog. And in there, he uh, writes a quotation from supposedly someone who became a Muslim who left Christianity. And uh, this person is saying, the Trinity which I came to know is not biblical. The word Trinity is not even in the Bible, nor the Bible dictionaries. The Trinity was never taught by Jesus and was never specifically mentioned by Jesus. Well, right here, we have a problem. I'm not really so sure uh, which Bible this person is looking at, because Jesus says, I'm baptizing him in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right there, three distinct persons. Jesus himself who told Satan um, in the wilderness during the temptation that we worship God and him alone. And, uh, you know, so uh, I'm not really so sure where these people get these ideas from, and uh, be it as it may, obviously they either uh, never uh, uh, understood the Bible, they were not believers to begin with, they thought they were Christians, you know, and, and there are so many other reasons, but uh, to, to make claims like this is an absolute joke, actually, because you are making fabricated claims that, are, that cannot be even substantiated from the Bible itself. 
one of the Islamic apologists, his name is Dr. Uh, Zakir Nayak, um, you know, he was asked a question one time, and here's how he responded to a, the, the questioner. She was a female, and he said, Sister, is it like the sister has asked the question that the Christians believe in Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and that they are one? Does it mean that they also believe in one God? That's the question, basically, that uh, a female asked Dr. Zakir Naiko, by the way, always goes to places, you know, uh, and uh, you'll see him in theaters usually. He's standing on the stage and people are just asking him questions. The man doesn't even speak Arabic. That's the language of the Quran and Islam. And yet he claims that he knows everything about the Bible. And again, yet another joke right there, basically. So his answer was, sister, if you analyze the word Trinity, it occurs nowhere in the Bible. I mean, this is the supposedly scholar, you know, he claims to know about the Bible and the teaching of Christianity. He starts with this, uh, you know, laughable argument that the term Trinity is not found in the Bible. This is why my Muslim people, unfortunately, are being misled by blind people. You know, bl the blind it cannot really lead you to... Uh, spiritually blind in this case, of course. That's what we're talking about. They're being led by spiritually blind people, as the Bible teaches, as Jesus says, the blind cannot lead you into uh, the light because they don't even know where they're going. You have someone who claims to be a scholar, basically, and yet he's using laughable arguments about the Trinity, and his argument is that the term Trinity cannot be found in the Bible. I mean, what a travesty, really. I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute sad reality here when we see people who claim to be leaders don't even know what they're talking about, basically. And uh, if you search, he's saying, if you search the Bible, the word Trinity doesn't exist anywhere in the Bible. It's not there in the Bible. But the word Trinity in there in the Holy Quran. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let me let me make this argument. Do you know that the word Trinity that is found in the Quran is not even the orthodox way of saying the word Trinity? Okay, the Trinity, as is said by the Arab Christians, is Thaluth in the Quran. Thalitha Thalatha. You know, it doesn't even sound the same. Okay, the Quran's even understanding of the Trinity is is nowhere near to be that the actual Trinity that even Christians believe in. I mean, if the Quran even refuted the Trinity, that is orthodoxy, then I would say, you know what, I grant it to them. At least they're attempting to explain it differently. But it doesn't use the right terminology for the term Trinity. It doesn't use the right terminology for the term persons, which is uqnum, that's how Arab Christians say it. And therefore, if the Quran is really being serious about refuting a doctrine, then it at least needs to be serious about using the exact terminology used by the people who proclaim such doctrine. It's one thing to refute a doctrine. It's another to mess it all up, you know, and not even know what are the uh, different terms and components of that doctrine. Well, let me share another thing with you. Here is what makes this so ironic, by the way, that the term Tawheed, which is in the mind of a Muslim, opposite of Trinity, in the mind of a Muslim, I want you to remember this. I'm talking now as if I'm a Muslim. A Muslim defines the Trinity as the worship of three gods and Tawheed as the worship of one absolute God. Okay, that's in the mind of a person, uh, a Muslim. 
And the argument is the term Trinity is not found in the Bible, and that's one of the major arguments against the Trinity. Do you know that the term Tawheed is not found in the Quran or any of the primary, basically, Islamic sources? So can I now use the same argument and tell the Muslim friend? Because the term Tawheed is not found in the Quran, then the Quran is corrupt, and the Tawheed uh, doctrine that you believe in doesn't mean anything. Because that's the argument used against me in terms of the Trinity. And here's the, the other irony when it comes to the term Tawheed. The term Tawheed in Arabic, actually, the word Tawheed doesn't mean one. It means to unify into one. So you take a group of people and unify them into one community. You take a group of doctrines and unify them into one teaching, one doctrine. You take a group of books and chapters and unify them into one book. But nowhere does this word actually mean absolute one. So why in the world are we even making a big deal out of something that doesn't even come close into representing what our Muslim friends is trying to share with us. They're trying to share with us that Tawheed is the authentic doctrine to describe who God is as an absolute one, yet the word itself doesn't even mean that. I mean, the definition, you know, basically of Tawheed, uh, you know, basically it says to unite. The actual word Tawheed doesn't even occur in the Quran or Sunnah, okay? And therefore, we cannot really actually um, uh, uh, you know, uh, use such an argument as if it is the uh, refutation against the Trinity. By the way, according to the Islamic theological teachings, uh, you know, definition, uh, Tawheed has different definitions and categories. Tawheed literally means unification, asserting oneness, and is derived from the Arabic word or verb wahada to unite, basically, unify, to unify, to consolidate, okay? And uh, uh, believe it or not, the same Zakir Nayak who attacked the Trinity is the one who actually affirmed this definition that Tawheed is to unite, to unify, consolidate, okay? And uh, you can find this in the concept of God in Islam. Concept of God in Islam. Just go to www.islam101.com Islam, the letter, uh, the numbers 101.com forward slash Tawheed, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, U as in Umbrella, H as in Henry, E as in Elephant, E as in Elephant, D as in David, forward slash concept of God. And in there, you'll come across, uh, you know, Zakir Naik's own teaching on this. This is the same guy who just attacked the Trinity, by the way, which is yet again, as I said, you know, you have leaders like him who are misleading my Muslim people and not teaching them the truth. Now, according to Islamic theology and Islamic kalam or thought, basically, there are three categories of Tawheed. You have one is called Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. And that's basically the, uh, uh, you know, the belief that Allah is one without a partner, okay? Is one without a partner in his dominion and his actions, Okay. One without similitude in his essence and attribute. Then uh, that's the second one. Asma, uh, uh, al-asma' wa sifat. He is one with his essence 
and one in his attributes. Okay, so he is the giver of life. No one else can give life. He is the one who heals the blind. No one can heal the blind. He's the one who creates. No one can create, okay? That's his essence, and that's the description about him. Believe it or not, the Quran ascribes similar things to Jesus, making Jesus a creator, a healer, a giver of life, and the list can go on and on and on. So you have Tawheed al-Rububiyya, meaning that Allah is one without a partner. Tawheed al-Asma wa sifat meaning uh, the uh, Basically, the, uh, in this category, that uh, God is unique and one in his essence and his attributes. And finally, you have Tawheed al-Uluhiya or al-Ibadah, meaning Allah is the only one worthy of worship. No one else can be worshipped next to him, uh, uh, and he is alone worthy of that. These three categories of Tawheed overlap. And uh, they are basically inseparable uh, to, uh, you know, to the extent that whoever omits any one aspect of one of these categories basically have failed to understand all of these requirements of Tawheed. And the omission basically of any portion of these aspects of Tawheed, whether it is the Tawheed related to the um, uh, oneness of God in worship, the oneness of God in essence and in uh, attributes, and the oneness of God in terms of no partners. If anyone fails in any of these aspects, uh, that's what constitutes what is called idolatry, okay? Idolatry. That's against monotheism, the Islamic Unitarianism, uh, if you wish. So, back again to the idea that when it comes to the very doctrine of oneness in Islam, known as Tawheed, our Muslim friends need to explain to us the lack of this term and its um, you know, lack of existence of this term in, in basically, the word of God. Uh, I mean, in the Quran, I should say, the word of their God. How come the God of Islam, if it is such a big deal, did not really use this term. I mean, if the argument is against the Bible that because the word itself is not there, somehow the God of the Bible overlooked it or it was added, you know, later, which meaning like just a description that was added and invented. If that's the case, then we can use the exact same argument against the Quran and say, well, where in the Quran then did it say Tawheed? Because we don't see it at all. Therefore, it is fair to assume the same thing against the Quran. But, you know, obviously we cannot do this because you and I know that the term Trinity is not something that is found in the Bible, that that doesn't mean it's not a right description of what the church have accepted since the fourth century as a way to describe this doctrine that is biblical, that is found in Old Testament and the New Testament cover to cover. You don't believe me? Just go ahead and watch my videos on the very topic uh, done both in Arabic and in English, by the way. You can find it on my YouTube channel, Sira International, and also you can find it as well da, uh, uh, on my website, sirainternational.com. That's one of many sources on the web, of course. There are others that have done a marvelous job in describing it, but I try to simplify it in a way that will make sense to those that I reach out to, those that I train, or those that I equip, and also for our Muslim friends who are seeking. So in light of this fact, 
Tawheed is not the appropriate term to use then in reference to the Unitarianism that our Muslim friends would want us to uh, understand at least, and they boast about it plainly as if it's something that is taught in a religious scripture, because it's actually um, a description of God's triunity. You know, how, how come? Well, because if you go to the Quran, actually, the word Tawheed, as I mentioned earlier, means unify, unify, okay, consolidate, okay, unite. Unite what? Unite the different persons of God into one. So Allah in the Quran actually is multi-person, uh, basically, deity. For instance, when the Quran talks about the spirit of Allah, he uses phrases as our spirit, my spirit, his spirit, which is a divine being whom Allah breathes out of himself. And this divine being appears as a person in the human form as he appears, for instance, one time to Mary to get uh, to, uh, uh, you know, basically give birth to uh, our Lord Jesus Christ in the story of the birth of Christ. Okay, and you will find basically uh, references to him, the Holy Spirit, as someone who creates, gives life, strengthens all believers. Just go and uh, uh, take a look at chapters like chapter 2 of the Quran, verse 87, chapter 2, verse 253, chapter 5, verse 110, chapter 16, verse 102, chapter 15, verse 28, chapter 15, verse 29. Chapter 21, verse 91, chapter 32, verses 7 to 9, chapter 38, verses 71 to 72, chapter 58, verse 22, chapter 66, verse 12. These are just a handful of samples where you can go and see for yourself that the reference to the Spirit of Allah is uh, um, something that belongs to Allah and is equally, uh, you know, uh, equal to Allah, divine person, basically. And the Spirit is also distinguished from the angels. Because sometimes our Muslim friends will say, that, no, the reference to the Holy Spirit in the Quran has to do with the angel Gabriel. Nowhere, nowhere, and I repeat, underline it, nowhere in the Quran you will find a single verse that says Gabriel is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit is Gabriel. Nowhere in the Quran did it ever say that the Holy Spirit is an angel or angel is the Holy Spirit. It's always the Holy Spirit is distinguished from the angels at different categories, okay? Go and take a look at chapter 16, verse 2, chapter 17, verse 85, chapter 70, verse 4, chapter 78, verse 38, chapter 97, verse 4. All of those, basically, uh, passages in the Quran will show you that there is different categories mentioned. The Spirit is one category, totally separate, than the angels themselves. In fact, in references to Gabriel, Gabriel also was mentioned as a category of himself next to the angels. So you have Allah, you have Gabriel, and you have the angels. If Gabriel was an angel, why would, why would he be separated as a different category from the other angels? So, so far, I have showed you that according to the Quran, you have Allah and you have the Spirit. That's a, two distinct persons, one in essence, two distinct persons. And um, 
you can see why this topic is very deep, very complicated, and I don't really want to overwhelm you by so much information. So we're going to leave it right here for now because our time is almost up, and we will revisit this topic multiple times uh, in this year, and we will continue next episode uh, with uh, showing you that there are other persons who are co-equal to Allah, and therefore Allah is multi-person God. And as a result of this, the idea of Tawheed being the absolute oneness doesn't work. It actually lives up to its expectation to unify multiple persons into one deity, as we will show you. Once again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for partnering with us. We pray that you will continue this partnership as we begin the new year. We have a lot of wonderful projects coming down the tube, basically, and we have a lot of video projects that we are working towards, developing resources and doing things that will be extremely important. And as a result of this, we would love for you to consider your partnership with us. You can go and visit us at CIRAinternational.com. Consider also becoming a Patreon patron and support us with as little as $1 if you want. Go to our YouTube channel, CIRA International and subscribe in there. Until we meet again, have a blessed week. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.